What's up, guys? Welcome to another episode of the Edge Fitness Podcast, a show where we talk about fitness and lifestyle strategies to help our listeners live a strong, happy, and healthy life. My name is Matt. I am the head coach and director of program design at Edge, and alongside me, I've got the owner of the gym and my co-host, Mike. In today's episode, we're going to talk about what goes into building the perfect warm-up. I know a couple episodes ago, we said we were going to talk about warming up and you know kind of how to do it how to structure a warm-up how we structure our warm-up and for people that are listening along at home that maybe either aren't always working out here or are not working out here at all and they still want to get a warm-up in uh but we kind of have been beating around the bush not doing that as much as possible just because we have been delaying it <laughs> yeah talking about warming up isn't it's not the most fun topic. it's not as exciting as i thought it was going to be no but I think I think we could do. I think we can get through like a couple minutes. Yeah. I think there's some value. It's a good conversation um, to yeah, have. Yeah, yeah. It's important for people to know what they should be doing to start their warm up and or to start their workout. And obviously, that's going to be part of the warm up. And so, for a lot of people I know, they hop up onto a treadmill or they do nothing, right? Sure. And that's probably not enough. And certainly, <laughs> we not what we think is enough. So, break down what you think the uh, components of a warm up of a good warm up are or at least should be for most people that are gonna go engage in some sort of workout. So we've got four main points that we try to hit um, and hopping on a treadmill would hit one of those four but then you kinda kinda miss the boat on the other three. So it's not the worst place to start but the, the four things we are looking for are getting the heart rate elevated so hopping on a treadmill would definitely do that but then the other three would be missing out on are activating certain muscles mobilizing certain joints and then specific movement prep for movements that you are going to do during the workout okay and so that's a lot more than just hop on a treadmill or right. or lay on a bench and do five reps and then and then call it good um although I, we're all guilty of that at some point and i oh, think absolutely. i think sometimes it just happens you have a very limited amount of time and you'd rather just get something in than, than get nothing in so i can appreciate that but if we you know if we have the full hour to a lot we know our workout's only going to take about 45 minutes we know we're going to do a couple minute cool down at the end or some sort of high intensity finisher at the end so we've got a couple minutes to work out through a full warm-up so you mentioned the first one elevating the heart rate what so you know what do you recommend for that or what are some different things people can do to to get the heart rate going and to start the warm-up so we start our warm-up currently with with a little bit of a jog at the beginning and then all of the the moves that we do at the beginning there is movement in between we're walking in between warm-up moves as we're kind of stretching stuff out a little bit we do jumping jacks at the end, again, just kind of low intensity, but steady movement just to elevate the heart rate, get blood flowing a little bit, get muscles warmed up. Yeah, it's just stuff that anyone can do and nothing nothing very specific to the workout, no no specific muscle work or anything like that, exactly. but just getting, get, okay. And then you said activating is the second one. What what are we looking to activate? What, is that, what does that kind of mean for people, you know, for people that maybe just have no idea? And then what what kind of muscles groups are we looking to to get primed for most people they're either working out in the morning just after waking up or after they've been at work all day if they're working out in the evening so for most people if if you're just getting out of bed you haven't used a lot of your muscles and if you've if you've just gotten off of work you've probably been sitting at a desk all day so we're looking at at muscle groups that don't get used too often while you are sleeping or sitting in a chair all day so a big one is the glutes most people have inactive glutes so just hitting a set of glute bridges something as simple as that just feeling the muscle doing work activating the the abs again when you're sitting at a, a desk all day your abs aren't doing a whole lot to keep you supported so getting those turned on and then muscles in the upper back so that we can keep the 
the shoulders supported and most people if you are sitting at a desk and I don't sit at a desk all day and I find myself rounding over so just helpful for posture stuff upper back back of the shoulders yeah it's just a good reminder to and it's not that the muscles turn off or anything like that's right. not you know it's it's kind of just an easy way to explain it it's just like it's more just getting them primed to do the movement and to be able to support the the right techniques and the right positions for exactly. the moves coming so uh if you're if you're just literally sitting all day or like you said just waking up although i'm a thrasher when i sleep so <laughs> or at least I, I don't know i'm sleeping but you wake up with the elevated heart rate yeah i wake up <laughs> elevated heart rate because sam's yelling at me because i punch <laughs> her in the face or something while i was sleeping it's terrible but uh, but for most people they they're actually sleeping when they sleep so yeah so just the muscles are not doing what they're what you're about to ask them to do right exactly so, and then so the, okay, so good. So we know we got to activate the glutes. We got to get the abs kind of primed and ready to to do to support whatever movement we're gonna do. We have to get the upper back some stiffness in there and good for posture. What are we What are we mobilizing? What are we trying to get moving? Our two biggest things are the hips. I'll start with those. Everybody knows what their hips are. Um, again, if you've been sitting all day, most people have tight hip flexors. And then the the other one is the T spine, which is the thoracic spine. It's the upper middle portion of your back it connects to the rib cage it's right where the shoulder blades connect um, and for for most people if you have been sitting all day if you've been sleeping it's not exactly it's stiff I should say yeah and I think it's always interesting to me when we talk about kind of getting people to feel really good because like let's just say that none of this did any of the stuff we were talking about it does but let's just say that at the at the end of everything there was no there was no actual net gain right it just you moved a little bit and your heart rate was up and your body feels better i think a lot of the warm-up stuff and the activation and mobilization is why when people start working out more not necessarily more frequently but go from relatively sedentary or inactive or maybe just hitting a gym with a treadmill a couple times a week and then they come here i think that's what a lot of times happens where about six months in i think they have like a better a better perspective of their own body and right. so they'll they'll you know they'll come oh this is achy or this is achy it's like well was it achy before it's like yeah but i just didn't know what feeling good felt like yeah. you know um it always reminds me of of when you when you talk to a smoker is like i didn't realize how shitty i breathed before right. you know and and then once you stop smoking it's like oh holy crap like I, this is what this is what life is supposed <laughs> to feel like yeah. so it's almost like removing the blinder so in a lot of ways this has a lot of a lot of net gain, even if it's even if it is just a placebo effect, which we don't obviously think it is, uh, but it's you know because it actually does do some have some positive net net good. So we have okay, so we know we're going to get the heart rate up. We know we want to activate the muscles that are not uh, doing what they're supposed to be doing throughout either sleeping or throughout work. We know we want to mobilize some stiff areas, some areas that don't really get a lot of movement, but should and should be able to move you know well into into adulthood and into uh, middle age and then even as we get older we want to it becomes more important really right um, younger people can probably get away with just doing the activation stuff we just want some structural integrity uh, everybody should be doing all of them but Absolutely. we definitely want to make sure <laughs> and then the okay so then the very last one I think you said is uh, like specific movement prep so what is that break down what that looks like so that's basically before you hit your set of squats say you're doing goblet squats with a 50 pound dumbbell you probably don't want to jump straight to the 50 pound dumbbell hitting hitting one set with maybe just body weight just doing a couple body weight squats going up to a 25 pound weight something 50 percent of the load um, knocking out some reps with that and then going to the weight that you're using for for people that are using more weight than that like guys in our relentless session when they're doing heavy deadlifts with 300 plus pounds like if you're not if you're not hitting four or five warm-up sets with 
with lighter weights making your way up like 25% of the weight, 50% of the weight, 75%. Um, you're just, you're just risking hurting yourself again, just when you're, when you're not prepped and ready for the movement. So, so starting out with lighter weights or with unloaded movement of that specific move before you get to your working sets. Right. And I think that's so important. And I know you're giving the percentages and I know we kind of talked about, we have like a loose idea, but we don't really, we don't sit there and plug it in. Right. I mean, right. there's not, if some, if 235 pounds is, is 70%, okay, well, we'll just put two plates on exactly. each side and, and call it good. Uh, so just, if you're, you know, if you're listening along and you're not part of, part of the gym or part of what, you know, you're not trained by any of, of our staff, we don't actually sit there and calculate the percentages. Right. It's really not necessary. And you don't, if you really, you know, if you're like a math nerd and you, you love your calculator more than you like lifting weights and go for it, like plug that <laughs> shit in. I don't care. Um, but I, I am not one of those people. None of us, we don't, we don't want to buy by that, but it's just having a general idea. If you know, you're going to be doing 150 pounds for the day, like, yeah, put, you know, grab 35 and then grab 70 and then grab a hundred and then, and then go into your weight. So your body feels, it's not a shock, right? That's really all it is. It's just shock to the system, which we don't want to mess with. Um, okay. So then, so we know, so, okay. So now we got the, the four components that we believe make a good warm up. I know that one of the reasons we want to talk about this is we, we keep a very consistent warm up. We keep change our workouts frequently, but our warm up stays the same. Part of it is a good warm up is just a good warm up. Right. So we don't really necessarily need to change it. The specific movement stuff, like you mentioned at the very end, that will change. Um, but after the first time, for the first time in probably two and a half years, we're going to change completely revamp our warm up. I know that's coming for the next for the next program so into early 2019 really yeah so so that, i'm actually excited about that because it's, it's there's a couple things that we learned that maybe don't work as well in our warm-up some things that work better so i'm excited to kind of revamp and use uh, even more of these components to build an even better warm-up it's always been very good but now make it even better so for people who are not going to get to experience either a our our current warm-up system that's very good or our new one and they're you know either they there's some outworkers that do extra workouts on their own at home or while they're away on vacation. And I know we give the, the vacation workouts, but maybe not as good of a warm up as we could, or maybe they want to build their own just to kind of learn to do that. Or if there's people listening right now that don't work out here at all and have no idea. So how do we, how do we piece that together? So if someone's going to do something at home, how do we give them a good warm up? So you don't need to do that much stuff. It can be relatively short. Uh, like we said at the beginning, a lot of people like to hop right into the warm up, but if you can put five to seven minutes towards a good warm up, I think that's that's plenty to get you going. Um, you can you can hop on the treadmill if you want to, but nothing longer than two to three minutes really to help get the heart rate elevated. You could just walk on it. You can jog. Uh, if you've got an exercise bike at home, you can hop on that, elliptical, whatever it is. Solid two, three minutes on there to get the heart rate up is good. And you mentioned jumping jacks. If you have no equipment, you're right. sitting in a hotel room, like you, you can do anything, right? Right. You could do body weight squats, anything that's just movement to get the heart rate up. Cool. Um, we can we can activate with some simple simple body weight stuff. You can do glute bridges to get the glutes going, side planks for the abs, regular planks, bird dogs, anything of that nature where you just have to to brace and keep yourself steady. If you've got a band, you can do band pull-aparts for the upper back. Anything to to get that going, you can you can do a band row. You just wrap it around a door frame. Anything where you have somewhere you can anchor it to. For mobilizing the hips and the T-spine, we can do Spider-Mans. We have those in our warm-up, so most of you guys know what those are. Um, kind of hits both at the same time. You get a little left-right rotation once you've already done the, uh, the Spider-Man lunge. 
and then for specific movement prep, whatever it is that you have going on that day, again, if it's just a home warm up and you don't have weights, just whatever the, the specific movement is, doing doing a couple easier reps and then moving into it, or if you are doing it loaded, starting out light and kind of building your way up for two or three sets. Awesome. Yeah, and five to seven minutes is not a lot to commit. No. If you if you get rid of the, the beginning stuff, knowing that you're going to be doing so much movement that you don't even need to do the treadmill for three minutes. That's why our warm-up only has the jog because it's people are – most people are lightly sweating or at least very warm by the time you know physically elevated the heart rate's elevated the body temperature's up a little bit their muscles are going to be primed for movement even with, and all we do is jog you know 250 feet right. so yeah. it's not it's not much so yeah so i mean i think it's i think it's a relatively low level investment to for a lot of net gain absolutely so and i'm i'm really looking forward to our our increased uh, better new and improved warm up in 2019 i yeah, hope everyone is one. too yeah thanks matt thank you Thanks for listening to this episode of the Edge Fitness Podcast, where we took you through how we build our warm up and how to build a perfect warm up if you're doing at home workouts. We're looking forward to bringing you a new and improved warm up in 2019.